When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. First and goal, I am Alex Shane here breaking down week one in the NFL and week two coming up in the NFL. Pat's Eagles in the books. Pat's Dolphins coming up. Pretty wild start to the NFL season, if I do say so myself. Things we never saw coming happen. Things we definitely saw coming didn't happen. Crazy start, uh, but normal start. Rich Hill, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Uh, There's no season uh, like football season, and... Uh, I don't know if you've been following like the ad campaign that the NFL had been doing, the that, just the scripts. Yeah, Th- this was beyond anything I could have hoped for. Uh, a great commercial idea, but B, uh, having the Chiefs lose against the plucky Lions, <laughs> great way to start the season. Let everyone know that anything can happen. Absolutely a great way to have it start. To have. The Bengals with Joe Burrow, with his new top of the market contract, just absolutely eat it against the Browns. Wait a minute. The top two teams in the AFC? Oh, no. But my favorite part of the opening week, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a bar in Wisconsin. Oh, the Jets tab? Yeah. That (laughs) offered to pay and pick up the tab uh, if Aaron Rodgers and the Jets uh, lost. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, hope he has a good recovery, was injured on the fourth play of the game. And everyone in the bar went wild, not because they were rooting for Aaron Rodgers to get injured, but with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, the Jets had no way to win that game. And so everyone ran up the bar tab as high as they could, only to see the Jets claw their way back as Josh Allen threw interception after interception after interception to Jordan Whitehead. And for the Jets to win on a walk-off punt return in overtime was the most beautiful way to end the opening week. There's nothing better than a walk-off punt return to win a game. We should know that as Patriots fans, oh, yeah. Marcus Jones last year. And honestly, that's like a that's like a, a premise for like a movie where like some guy runs up his bar tab and yeah. the, the quarterback <laughs> goes down and now has to pay the bill. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely wild league. This is exactly why we watch football. Congrats to the Lions. That's probably the biggest win in like thirty years. I think their last playoff win was in like January of ninety two. 
something like that. Probably the biggest win since then. Unfortunately, it was kind of hampered by like, oh, the Chiefs lost it. Travis Kelsey was out as an asterisk on it, all that nonsense. But otherwise, absolutely wild week. Really fun to watch. Unfortunately, we could not celebrate a Patriots win in week yep. one. But uh, let's get to it, Rich. First and goal, Patriots played the Eagles. They lost 25 to 20. However, unlike I'd say most of the losses we had to recap last season where I'd come yeah. on this podcast and be like, dude, I, I got nothing to say. They went three and out and punted and they lost. Um, <laughs> I think they looked really good. The defense looked yeah. like out. other than there were a couple boneheaded plays that led to some points for the Eagles. But I think the Patriots are the better team from start to finish here. Yeah, totally. I mean, we were talking, there's a couple plays that tipped the scale. You know, obviously pick six, Mac Jones could have thrown a better ball. Kendrick Bourne could have, I don't, I don't know, that would have been hard to corral. But, you know, the just bad luck involved with setting up a pick six, that A was the score difference in the entire game. And then to have Zeke fumble the ball next touch was just a backbreaker way to start the season. I texted my friend immediately that this is the absolute worst start you could have ever imagined. And at that point, that was where it's like, okay, what is this team made of? Are they going to crumble or are we going to start seeing things that make us feel like this team can take it on the chin and keep fighting? And they really answered, I thought. I, I thought that, I mean, the defense came out of the gate incredible they are one of the best defenses in the league all of the poo-pooing last season where there's like they can only do it against bad quarterbacks you know Jalen Hurts MVP runner-up you're not going to find a more talented quarterback in the league and they shut him down you know the only touchdown that the the Eagles scored came off of that fumble where they were already basically in the red zone all of those other points essentially came off of like 48, 56, and 51-yard field goals other than the opening drive. So Patriots defense did their job. They did a great uh, great performance right out of the gate. And I liked what I saw from the offense. What were your takes? Yeah, I mean, again, the defense looked lights out. Anytime you can limit Jalen Hurts, or a couple times he extended the play, but what was really most impressive to me about the defense, Rich, was how many coverage sacks or throwaways there were mm-hmm. to have Jalen Hurts be able to run around in the backfield he scrambled out to his he's really good at scrambling out to his right looking downfield he was able to elude the sack and, and scramble and buy more time in the in the backfield still couldn't find anybody open and had to throw it away on more than one occasion so that was really really enjoyable to see they only sacked him three times but they they didn't throw it away four or five times I think in the second quarter they didn't score an entire first down so uh it's really easy to to be, be high on that Christian Gonzalez I thought looked great in very, very tough opener for his first ever NFL yep. game. I thought Keon White looked fantastic. Yep. He didn't register on the uh, the stat sheet, but he was pressuring. He was getting uh, collapsing the pocket. He was causing Jalen Hurts to have to run out. Um, really, really good day for the rookies defensively. I was really excited to see it. And then, like I said, I mean, I'd even go so far as this, you talked about the uh, the pick six and the Ezekiel Elliott fumble on, in the red zone, basically. We also talk about the fact that Mac Jones converted a two-point conversion, which would have put the game at, to three points instead of, instead of five points, and a holding call called it back. Yep. Uh, I think our very own Matt St. Jean called the fact that uh, – Kendrick Bourne was illegally contacted, so it should have been nullifying penalties. But those three plays really kind of decided whether or not the Patriots walk away 1-0 against the defending NFC champs. So, uh, again, it's never a good loss. You never want to be excited about a loss. But uh, compared to last year, this is a loss I will take any 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 time. Uh, one yeah. question I have for you, though, Rich, we're talking about the entire game as a whole as we break it down. Mm-hmm. I'm worried we're seeing a trend out of the Patriots, the Mac Jones-led Patriots, where they get in a hole early, mm-hmm. they get it together, comes storming back, and can't close it out. Yeah. I feel like there are multiple games where they take a two-score two-score uh, deficit, they get the momentum, they come raging back, score like three touchdowns on three straight drives, and then they have like four opportunities to close the game out, 
and they can't quite do it. And there is a little bit of that happening this time because they really could have won that game on multiple occasions on Sunday. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think it's a fair question of why are they not delivering and why do they keep coming up short? I think there's probably seven or eight games where they've had the possession and a possibility to win the game since he's been the starter and where they've not been able to pull it off. And that's a hard situation to be in. That That's not where you'd want your quarterback to be. Uh, I think that, you know, I think he has one game winning drive his entire career and it was as a rookie. So he's not been delivering on that front. That said, I feel more hopeful about this potential of this offense than I did at any point last year. I think we obviously saw Josh McDaniels in the Patriots coaching restrict Mac Jones as a rookie. I think we've already seen this year in one game alone more of an ability for Mac Jones to air it out. He was very effective on deep throws and he did a very good job on that. That made me feel hopeful. So they're not keeping the training wheels on him, even though it's a new offense. That was a great sign. The offense itself had cohesion. It was not the Matt Patricia offense where the drops for the quarterback did not align with the depths of the receiver routes. It was not run, run, throw it on third and really, really, really long. Uh, That was another positive note. There was always going to be a period of adjustment for Mac Jones, this offense, all of these new faces. You know, just like doing a, a friendly recap. How many of these offensive linemen that they had here were on the team last year? right? Like there's a lot of new faces on this offensive line. The fact that Kendrick Bourne was receiver number one, 91% of the snaps. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Matt Patricia stashed him in the garage and did not touch him. Bourne was the most electric receiver when Mac Jones was a rookie. They said, we're going to lean on you this year. And he paid off. And so there's just small things that are different about this year from a personnel perspective, from a coaching perspective, from a scheme perspective, that even if they came up short in this first game against the Eagles, it was against the reigning NFC champs. They gave it their best with two rookies at offensive guard and missing their number one wide receiver. They gave it everything they could. Yes, they came out and uh, fell into a hole a little bit. Hey, that happens. I'm very excited about where they might go for the rest of the year. No, for sure. I mean, last year, I remember they, they were down really big in Miami and they kind of came back, but not really. And we were kind of despondent and we kind of had to pass it off as, oh, well, it's Miami. They always stink down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, I was kind of like, ugh, doing the old collar adjustment thing. This could be bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 was, I was excited for the ending. I, I thought that Keyshawn Boutte got the foot down. He obviously didn't. Got to work on the college rules versus the NFL rules. But look, man, I mean, eight different Patriots caught a pass. That's a great distribution of the ball. Keyshawn, uh, Kendrick Bourne, excuse me. I think he caught six of them. That's a great distribution there. Ramondre Stevenson as a receiving back and Ezekiel Elliott as a receiving back. I think that I loved the the dual backfield of those two. Really enjoyed that. There's a lot I like. Obviously, the run game wasn't really going at all. I think they ran for about 76 yards. That includes a Mac Jones uh, scramble. But uh, I think the Eagles were not really a team you run against. So that that's fine to me. Uh, obviously, not a lot to work on. There was not perfect by any means. Mac Jones, I, I don't know if you saw this, but they, I love the fact that they were using the screen game a lot yep. more. That yep. was gone last season. But I feel like Mac Jones threw a lot of like slow-moving 
straight wide receiver screen passes where the guys had to kind of jump up to get it. By the time they got there, they were able to gain yards still, but Brady was so good at zinging that ball to David Givens or Deion Branch or Edelman or whoever, and they got there so quickly. So definitely stuff to work on. Hopefully the O-line gets healthy. They're all on the injury report this week. We'll talk about that later on in the podcast. But look, man, you took the Super Bowl appearing NFC champs to the end of the game. I know the Eagles say they lost it and the Patriots stink and but like look man I I will I will take a loss like that any day of the week it's an NFC loss not that big a deal for any kind of playoff implication should we get to that point yep. and hopefully they can build on the momentum coming into the Dolphins game because uh I know it's only week 2 but that that's as close to a week 2 must win game as it gets yeah, totally. I mean, once you start playing those divisional games, they all matter. Uh, my question for you, Alec, last thoughts on my end, that's the, the Patriots-Eagles. Who was your star of the game for the Patriots? Like, who who would you say came out and you're like, wow, this this was the player that carried them? And Because I'm, I'm asking this because I feel like there was a few, and uh, a lot of them were either new faces uh, or were someone, you know, we're talking about like Kendrick Bourne, where like they've been around, but they just got elevated. But for me, I'm like, it's a hard question because I thought there were a lot of players that really elevated their play in a way that I feel like we didn't have a lot of last year. No, it's true. And I'm, I'm going to give you an answer that maybe I'll go Hunter Henry. Honestly, yep. Um, he had a great game. A couple of amazing grabs. A couple of Gronk seam routes for for a touchdown. Uh, five grabs, fifty six yards. He was just he was a good blocking tight end. He chipped. He was involved. That was the tight end I really thought we'd get. Uh, I was actually pretty impressed with Mike Gesicki too. He was pretty limited in his involvement. I think it was three for about thirty six. Uh, but he wasn't like a, a superstar. I figured he'd be the more premier tight end in this particular matchup. But I love what Hunter Henry did in the offense. If he can kind of do that and, and eat up the middle of the field the way Mac Jones likes to throw, that should really open up the. Field field for Devontae Parker when he gets back in. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is still getting his feet under him a little bit. He had an okay game, but the fact if they can actually use Hunter Henry as that true kind of chip block and up-the-middle tight end, uh, that bodes really well for the offense. He gets my game ball offensively. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think that that has been a missing element. Like the, What I really liked about this game with the Patriots is that we saw some good red zone scoring. They scored three times in the red zone. That's something that we just never saw. They've been just absolutely anemic in the red zone ever since uh, Gronk retired. Like even Brady's last year, they were not good in the red zone. And I think they were the worst of the Belichick era last year. They were very, very bad. And for them to be able to finish drives will elevate this offense from being one of those bottom five or bottom 10 offenses in the league into being one of those above average ones. Will they be a top 10 offense remains to be seen, but for them to be able to finish drives, that's huge. That is absolutely just so, so notable for uh, the offense and their ability. Um, I'm going to throw out a a few names uh, because I think that there was a a really strong performance by the defense. So I wanted to like give props where they are. Uh, Juwan Bentley. Yeah. Great. Absolutely did a great job out there. They did an outstanding job of limiting the, the uh, Eagles up front. And I think in particular, uh, we've all talked over the years of like one of the biggest challenges that the Patriots have had stopping mobile quarterbacks. That has been the driving reason for so many of their defensive uh, schematic choices, whether it's the bare front having five guys on the defensive line, Belichick's just complete desire to have that safety linebacker hybrid. They're just trying to play the modern football league. And that involves how do you defend mobile quarterbacks? And Jalen Hurts is one of the best in the league. Nine carries, 37 yards, one of them a 14 yarder. They did not let Jalen Hurts beat them on the ground. And so 
for the entire Patriots defensive front, starting with Juwan Bentley, who's the team leader up front. You know, uh, Judon gets all the acclaim for his sacks, but I think Bentley is the team leader. For the Patriots to do such an outstanding job of uh, containing Hurts in the pocket makes me feel like a lot of the games that we saw in the past where Josh Allen would run wild all over them, where they'd lose contain on Patrick Mahomes. I am very, very hopeful for the longevity of this defense, if they can maintain that ability of play, because the Eagles offensive line is no joke. You're not going to face a better offensive line than the Philadelphia Eagles. And for the New England Patriots defensive front to stop one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league from having a productive day on the ground and forcing him to throw, I think bodes really well for future games against the Bills, against some of those other teams that have those more mobile quarterbacks. And so for me, that is something that I was like really taken aback by because I was not expecting it. No, it's true. I figured he'd run all of all the Patriots, and he didn't. They really did. I think the Eagles had less than 100 yards rushing with everybody all in. Uh, and Hertz did not. He had 37 yards on nine carries, which is yep. – not world beating at all. Hit a couple first downs he picked up. And again, I think the the first quarter and the last three quarters were just two completely different games. And if they can build on the momentum going to the Dolphins, featuring another mobile quarterback, Rich Hill, uh, I guess we'll find out whether that was kind of week one anomaly or if it was a sign of things to come because I think it's time for second down, second and goal. Uh, Patriots playing the Dolphins this week. Uh, prime time. It's an 820 game. However, as we always do, let's check out what's going on around the league. In week two, a lot of weird upsets, a lot of craziness. There's a lot of 0-1 teams that we all thought we'd want to know right now. Yep. Uh, there's some rivalry games coming up I'm excited about. Ravens-Bengals should be a good one. The Bengals look to get off the schneid. I cannot believe Joe Burrow celebrated $275 million by throwing for 82 yards and ruining <laughs> fantasy owners' days. That should be a good one. Raiders-Bills is a really intriguing matchup. The Chiefs trying to bounce back against the Jaguars team. Chargers-Titans could be interesting. Jets-Cowboys are interesting. So only I don't know who's playing. Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Are they going to bring somebody else in? A lot of question marks there. Some pretty cool games coming up week two, Rich. What are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to – I think I did the same thing last year where I was like, this week doesn't make any sense. What are the narratives on this one? This is going to be such a boring week. It doesn't make sense. And then it comes out of the gate and it's just absolutely incredible. I feel like we went into last week's podcast being like, what are these matchups for opening week? Come on. And like incredibly exciting, just a great week to start football. So I'm going to stay with the same thing. I mean, I feel like a lot of these are really uh, going to be good matchups. I think Jordan love with the Packers. uh, He had a, Great, great, great debut last week. And for him to have the opportunity on the road against the Falcons to build off of that success, huge opportunity for him. Uh, Colts-Texans, always an interesting matchup. Uh, it's one of those divisional games that like, it's not like a Steelers-Ravens one where it's like super scrappy, but the games also usually wind up being entertaining. Um, Seahawks-Lions, Lions, the darlings of the league right now. I, I am interested to see how they can do it. Uh, I think the Seahawks played a little bit of that role last year with Geno Smith's uh, renaissance in Seattle. And I think the Lions, if they can continue to build off of it, I think that they will build a big fan base of people rooting for them to finally win overall. Uh, but the big one that I'll be watching for outside of the Patriots game, obviously, is 49ers at Rams. Uh mm. The Rams, you know, they had a a solid game. Uh, They beat the Seahawks 30 to 13. But Brock Purdy and the 49ers, that is one of those true narratives that will take over the league. He'll he'll have to continue to prove himself until he wins something 
But he went out of the gate and showed that last year was not a fluke. Even coming off of that injury, he just came out. He was throwing it deep. I think he was like 10 of 13 on passes beyond 10 yards. So he wasn't just dinking and ducking it. Obviously, the Kyle Shanahan offense is great. But like to be able to do it at such a high level is such a testament to his ability to just digest and read defenses. And uh, yeah, if he's continuing to grow as a player, the 49ers have all the pieces and they have the most cap space in the entire league, so they can afford to go all in. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, we were talking before the season started about how stacked the AFC was and how many teams are going to be competing for that one seed in the AFC. Um, the Niners, based on obviously a very limited sample size, are going to run away with the conference unless somebody steps up in the coming weeks, which I'm sure they will. Good litmus test for the Niners. They're, they're really fun to watch. I would love to see the Niners and the Lions be good at the same time. Debbie's a really good narrative <laughs> for the NFL. Uh, the Lions haven't been good in a very, very long time. It's hard not to root for Detroit. It's hard not to root for a guy named Brock Purdy. He sounds like a character of like a Christopher Guest movie, honestly. <laughs> it's fun to see. But uh, I think the game I'm most excited for is uh, Raiders-Bills. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the Bills um, obviously got punched in the mouth by a Jets team that shouldn't have won that game, especially after Rodgers went out. Obviously, they didn't win because of Zach Wilson. It was a stifling defense and good running game and that, that part return at the end. But I just wonder if, based on last week's game, they all sat Josh Allen down and said, listen, dude, you have to learn how to slide. Stop diving with your face for not even picking up a first down, stop playing hero ball. you got to settle down a little bit more because uh, I think the Raiders – Played pretty well against the Saints. Uh, they didn't look great, but they played pretty well. And if the Bills drop to 0-2 at home against the Raiders, uh, there could be some chaos to pay all across the nation as Bills Mafia goes crazy. So very excited to see how the Bills bounce back, if they bounce back from this one. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about at the beginning of the season that this is like the Bills last year of the window. Diggs is going to be a little bit older. They're not going to have the same players that you know were the bulk of their their peak. You know, they, they overlapped perfectly with the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes were able to do it more. And so for their window to look like it's closing and, you know, obviously they can always reload and continue to uh, extend their window, but this is their last big chance. And Josh Allen uh, didn't look good. He was making bad decisions. Anytime you throw three interceptions to the exact same player, (laughs) it's not your day. It is definitely not your day. Uh, I, I think he fell off a little bit last season when he uh, suffered th- that injury. I believe it was last season. Um, and so he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Don't get him wrong. But I, I think I saw the stat, you know, obviously small sample size and everything like that. But over his past 10 games or something like that, uh, he's not been notably different. In fact, he's been worse than Mac Jones. And I, I think that that is uh, a stat that if I were a Bills fan, I would be a little concerned about because that includes, uh, you know, I think it was going back to the Packers game last year. So the past 11 games, he has a passer rating of like, you know, 80 something. Like he's mm-hmm. been very below mediocre over that stretch. And, you know, 19 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, 84.7, 62% completion rate. Uh, 10 fumbles. And so he's turning the ball over. He's not as effective. He's still doing stuff on the ground. So he's remains to be a threat. They've won most of those games, 
but he's not as dominant as when everyone thought he would be threatening Patrick Mahomes for the uh, the crown. He's regressed a little bit more to the the pre. Oh my gosh, who is this Josh Allen kind of level? Like he's he's not first two years Josh Allen, but he's not the like past two years Josh Allen. And so if he continues to not be the Josh Allen that he was over the past couple of years, and you know these eleven games are more than norm, then that opens up the AFC East. I mean, I, I wouldn't count Tua and the Dolphins out of this one because they have the players. They have, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill's the best receiver in the the conference. And, hey, like, the division is relatively open now, especially with Rodgers injured. So maybe that opens up the door for the Patriots. You never know. I mean, it's not going to get any better for Allen either. I remember, I think it was it was third and 12 against the Jets, and he had to scramble and run, and he clearly wasn't anywhere near a first down. And he still, like, dove face first and got spun around by a couple of Jets defenders. There's just there, there's a time and a place to do it as a quarterback. You got to pick up the yards. You got to get the first down, whatever. But, like, if the play is dead, you got to learn how to take the hit and just go down. I think Jalen Hurst did a great job of that, actually, against the Patriots. He just – you start to scramble, and he saw nothing, and he just dropped. And that's how you preserve yourself as a mobile quarterback. You know, the league's better when great quarterbacks are playing. Sucks about Rodgers. Uh, obviously, selfishly, it'd be nice to have Allen out of the picture, but I want to beat the best, and I want to be able to say we beat the Bills at their best. And we can't do that if Josh Allen is hurt. But again, Rich, should be a good week. Uh, I'm not sure there's any of the games you want to talk about. Otherwise, we can go to the Sunday night uh, Dolphins-Patriots match. All, All right, right. Let's move so on to the next. Third and goal coming up. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, Rich. For the second straight week, the Patriots are not playing a 1 p.m. game, much to my chagrin. I'm going to be up until 11.30 at night once again, either celebrating or stewing. I hate these Sunday night games. They kill my whole week, but that's okay. Patriots are 0-1. Dolphins are 1-0. They held, I think, 36-34 to against the Chargers yep. on the road, which is pretty impressive. They are coming to Foxborough. I wish it was in December, but it's not. Very interesting matchup. Another mobile quarterback. Tua threw for almost 500 yards. It was 466 total. He had three TDs. He looked lights out. Tyreek Hill absolutely ate the Chargers alive. He had 200 yards on the, through the air. Patriots have a very, very tough task ahead of them. But before we get the Patriots defense against Dolphins offense, that's kind of the strength versus strength. I'd love to start with third and goal. Patriots defense against Patriots offense, excuse me, against the Miami defense. I think the Patriots, if they can pick up where they started in the second quarter, of the Eagles game. They've got a good shot to do this, but the question is, how do you think this matchup differs between Patriots Eagles to Patriots Dolphins offensively versus defensively? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that this Patriots offense uh, could do it. This is not a strong 
Jets defense. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. Jalen Ramsey is out hurt. So they're, they're already building on their depth at cornerback. Xavier Howard's still one of the top cornerbacks in the league. They have some talent. I think Javon Holland is one of the best safeties in the league as well. But there's not a lot of depth in that secondary beyond those two. I think they have a fast linebacker in Jerome Baker. They have a good defensive front. Uh, Bradley Chubb, one of the best defensive ends in the league. Jalen Phillips is solid as well. Young talent. And Wilkins is one of the better defensive tackles. But this is not one of the best defenses that they'll face overall. And I think that that is a benefit for the Patriots because uh, it's not going to be good for their offensive line. We talked about this last week, you guys. They were heading into the Eagles game, and they performed admirably. I still wouldn't say they did well. They, they, they kept Mac Jones relatively upright. Patriots definitely compensated a lot with their quick passing game, and I would expect that to be more of the same. But, you know, opening... Uh, injury report for the Patriots, Trent Brown dealing with a concussion, Cole Strange dealing with an injury, and David Andrews dealing with an injury, uh, uh, Michael Nwenu dealing with an injury, City Sal dealing with an injury, Calvin Anderson, the right tackle. Uh, he was the one that was dealing with a non-football injury illness that no one knows anything about until a week and a half ago kind of a thing. And so uh, this is not the healthiest offensive line. Their top seven offensive linemen are dealing with something in some capacity. And so fortunately, uh, the Eagles defensive front is as hard as they're going to see all year. Hopefully, maybe one of the players, maybe, uh, you know, I wouldn't count on it. Maybe Trent Brown will be activated off the concussion, uh, you know, get approved for that one. Um, Andrews played. He was on the injury report beforehand. Hopefully, Stranger and Wainu, one of them can return. I think they the team was more hopeful about Cole Strange because his was a, a later injury, whereas on Wainu, they're like, he's get his football speed and ability back. So, I, I'm hopeful that some of the pieces will be there, and this is not the best defensive front that they'll face. But because of those injuries, because of uh, the newness for a lot of faces on this Patriots offense, I don't think they'll necessarily be able to take advantage of the lack of strengths on this uh, Dolphins defense. And so I'm hoping, I'm hopeful Patriots can build off of their final three quarters against the Eagles, but I still don't think that they're going to match the Chargers 34-point production. No, especially if the Patriots have to march out some combination of Tyrone Wheatley, Vidarian Lowe, Antonio Maffi, Jake Andrews, my like James Ferentz. Like those are, <laughs> those are the guys who are up next. Uh, that's, a, that's a rough five guys. Maybe one of those guys can be plugged in among the starters, but uh, if that is the bulk of the offensive line that is rattled off, we are in a lot of trouble. Uh, however, Rich, you do what you have to do. There's got to be a game plan. It's actually, ironically, that's actually why my offensive X factor is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Um, mm-hmm. maybe not as a runner, but he's a better pass catcher than Ramondre Stevenson, and he's a better pass blocker than Ramondre Stevenson. I really like the packages they use against the Eagles with Ramondre and Zeke in the backfield. I think they want to utilize that a lot more. Uh, I think this could be a good Ezekiel Elliott screen game. I think he looked good in limited touches. Obviously, the fumble was a problem, but I think he had a pretty decent debut in the backup role. I can see him being a, a more productive back, especially if they have real trouble on the offensive line, can't run the ball between the tackles at all. I like him in the screen game. And if Mac Jones just has no time to throw, the outlet receiver is going to be your best friend. That's going to be Zeke for me. Yeah, I mean, that's a good choice. I, I think maybe even as a runner, too, if the offensive line is able to create anything, you look at last week, the the Chargers, Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly, they're two running backs, 32 carries for 208 yards and two scores. They were able to move the ball on the ground, which is usually, you know, if, if they didn't have Tyreek Hill, uh, that would be enough. And if the Patriots are able to run the ball with the same success that the Chargers can or or did, 
I feel pretty hopeful about the Patriots' ability to pull this one off uh, just because I, I think that uh, they're going to be better able to cover this later. They'll be better able to slow down this Dolphins offense. But if I think in my head, if the Patriots are able to put up 25 points, and I think that they could just based off of how they closed out against the Eagles, I think that they'll be in a good shape to beat the Dolphins. They have to stop making their bad mistakes. Uh, and so, you know, thinking around the offensive line, you have to stop some of those late sacks that you saw uh, early or late against the Eagles that really derailed it. Um, but for me, my big X factor is actually going to be Hunter Henry. You, you named him as one of those players that stood out as one of those stars in the first game that really delivered. I think like from a fantasy perspective, I think he led all tight ends in points and uh, he is the one talking about blocking. If the Patriots are dealing with a Trent Brown injury, he is going to be the one that's going to have to help defend against whether it's Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, whoever it is on that defensive front for the Eagles or for the Dolphins, uh, whichever side he lines up on, on a given play. And he's going to have his number called as a blocker. And he's definitely going to have it called as a receiver and for the Patriots to win, they're going to have to continue to score inside the red zone because this is a Dolphins team that can score from any part of the field. They have just track speed. And so if the Patriots want to keep up, we're thinking of those legacy games against the chiefs from like five, six years ago where, you know, Patriots can look as comfortable as possible. It just takes three passes for the chiefs to score again. The Patriots are going to have to make every drive count And Henry as the receiver in the red zone. He is one of the players that has Mac Jones's trust. I'm expecting him to deliver, uh, I, I actually feel like he is going to be a more consistent target for Mac Jones this year than almost anyone else. Not necessarily from a production standpoint. I think the receivers will obviously out gain him, but I think that when it comes to crunch time, when it comes to crucial plays, Henry's going to get his number called. And I, I have him as my X factor for whether or not this Patriots offense is going to be able to go over the top against the Dolphins. Speaking over the top, Rich Hill, it's a good chance to do some prop bets on the Patriots offense. We did a couple last podcasts, seemed to work pretty well. So I got a couple of prop bets for you on the yeah. Patriots over to Miami D. Uh, the over under for, uh, I had seven different Patriots catching a ball. You took the money line for the Eagles, eight Patriots caught a ball. So I am going to go with eight different Patriots catch a ball against the Dolphins. Taking the over, the under, or the money line for that one? I'm going to take the over again. Uh, uh, wait, did you say seven or eight on this I'm one? saying I'm eight saying. Patriots catch, eight different Patriots. Oh, catch man. All right. Well, then I'm going to go back on money. I'm going to go uh, eight on this one, too. I, I feel like uh, the Patriots distributed the ball so well uh, that I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. It, maybe like Boutte will catch something and I'll be proven wrong. Uh, but I feel like uh, the distribution that the Patriots had, no one had just one catch. I, you know, the, it's very clear that the Patriots have a plan for all of these players. Um, Will Devontae Parker come back? Maybe. I, I, I just feel like they're going to target Bourne. They're going to target Stevenson and Elliott and Montgomery. They're going to target Jacecki and Henry. They're going to target Douglas. And they're like a lot of these players had six plus targets, right? Bourne had 11. Douglas had seven. Smith Schuster and Elliott both had seven. Stevenson and Henry had six. They're going to try and do it again. All these players have to do is catch one of their, you know, five plus targets and we're going to be fine. So I, I feel pretty strongly that they're going to get about eight players again. All right, Rich, how strongly do you feel about 75 combined receiving yards for rookie wide receivers? For the Patriots? Yes. Under, 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 under. Uh, under. I, I feel like it was very clear that, uh, 
Kendrick Bourne's the top receiver. I feel like they are waiting for Smith Schuster to continue to be more integrated into the offense. And I wouldn't be surprised if he started to eat at Demario Douglas's snap counts. And it was extremely clear to me that Boutte was just keeping the seat warm for Parker. Once Devontae Parker gets back, and I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing him uh, play this week, then I, I feel like Boutte's snaps are going to dwindle a little bit uh, just because Parker's the top receiver from a you know salary perspective. He's, you know, Mac Jones does have a lot of trust in him and he's, you know, has a proven track record of whatever ability it is. And it's against the Dolphins. Like it's his old team. I, I would expect him to be there if he could. And so um, I, I feel like I'm not going to count on a big play from Boutte. And I, I feel like the Patriots veterans will carry the day. Beautiful. You have all but guaranteed a 75 yard reception touchdown from Mario Douglas. So good work. <laughs> I like it. Uh, two more prop bets for you on the offense. We're on to the defense. Uh, prop bet number one is 100 yards rushing for the Patriots combined and mm. over under three Mac Jones sacks. Uh, I'll take the over on the rushing attack. Like even as uh, porous as the offensive line has been, and I know they only put up 76 against the Eagles, this Dolphins front is not this Eagles front. Uh, the, the Eagles defensive front, when you look at their Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis defensive front, that's like a thousand pounds amongst just three <laughs> players. Like I, I don't think that the the Dolphins are coming with that type of size and strength and athleticism up the middle, which is like, you know, not an insult. The Eagles just have the best defensive interior in all of football. So the Patriots were not in a good spot with three rookies. I'm hopeful that the Patriots will return some folks on their interior. Uh, I think, as I said earlier, Wilkins is a good player. I think he's good. I think Raekwon Davis is solid. He has good games against the Patriots. Will the Patriots combine for 100? Yeah, I think so. I don't think that they'll emulate the the Chargers like 250-yard day on the ground, but I think that the Patriots should definitely be able to hit 100. I would be surprised if they didn't. All right, that's good. Could you talk about porous offensive line in that little rant? That means uh, you're taking the over on the Mac Jones sacks? Three sacks for Mac Jones. Yeah, um, I would take the – I mean, I feel like he will get sacked three times. That's that's where I stand. the money line. line, all right. Yeah, because I, I feel like this is a uh, not great pass rush for the Dolphins, but it exists. And if the tackles are in question, if Trent Brown's not able to go – then I feel like there's, you know, as well as the offensive line can play for the rest of the day, it just takes one bad snap for a sack to happen. And any replacement, I'm expecting them to have no fewer than five to seven, like very visibly bad snaps that could lead into a sack. Oh, good. Five to seven visibly bad sacks. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. You always like to see that. Visibly bad sacks is not a thing you ever want to hear. <laughs> but look, them's the breaks. Uh, on the plus side, hopefully we will get some sacks out of the Patriots defense. That's one thing they did very well, at least keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket, sacked him three times. Not a similar quarterback in terms of talent, but they're both mobile. They're both very athletic. Let's go to fourth and goal, Rich Hill. Patriots D against Dolphins offense. This is probably the strength versus strength. Patriots lost, but they, didn't, they only gave up one off defensive touchdown against the Eagles. The Dolphins scored 36 against the Chargers on the road, which is no easy feat. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on this matchup, Rich? Who has the, the edge right now, Patriots defense or Dolphins offense? 
I mean, that's tough. That That's a hard place to come into it because I believe that the Dolphins right now technically have the number one offense in all of football and the Patriots have one of the best defenses. Like you look at the the passing attack for the Dolphins. It's the, you know, they gain the most yards overall. Uh, they have the best passing, most efficient passing. Patriots are on the other side of that spectrum. Uh, you know, they're also doing extremely well. Uh, they're technically like not the first overall, but like, they're one of the better defensive uh, fronts. We know how they are uh, in these moments. We know how they know how to defend uh, Tyree Kill. And the fact that they have Jonathan Jones healthy is massive. Jonathan Jones has historically had a ton of success against Tyree Kill. He was one of the starters for the Patriots in their secondary. He's going. He's ready to play. And so it'll be some very tight matchups for the Patriots. The question comes from, can Christian Gonzalez have another solid day? He's my X factor. I, I think we can trust that uh, Chris, uh, that Jonathan Jones and whoever is covering over the top because they always use that bracket coverage against Tyreek Hill. I trust them to do their job. It's not going to be Devin McCourty as of old, but like the Patriots have their playbook on how they like to slow down Tyreek Hill. There is no way he's going to go for 215 yards against the Patriots like he did against the Chargers. Can they stop Waddle? That's the other question. And, you know, Waddle is one of the better wide receiver twos in the league. And I imagine that Gonzalez is going to have his hands full playing up against him as a rookie against a savvy and very talented and highly productive receiver. It's going to be difficult. So I think that the ability for Christian Gonzalez to, you know, he already had a very tough matchup. He had AJ Brown uh, on the other sideline for a lot of the game too. So like to have those types of matchups, uh, He's, it's not getting any easier. He's going to have to continue to prove himself in that second game of his career. And I, I think that he'll be kind of up for it. I'm not expecting him to be locked down or anything like that, but I, I think he'll continue to build and be a productive player for this team. And so I, I think that overall the Patriots team matches up pretty well against this Dolphins team. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Um, uh, you got to like what you see of Chris Gonzalez. Again, trial by fire. These are two tough weeks to come into the NFL with. But if he can take Waddle one-on-one like that, that will be a massive confidence boost, and you can really slot him in as a starter there. Uh, how about the run game, Rich? The Dolphins really didn't move the ball well at all on the ground against the Chargers. They had 70 total yards. Their leading rusher was Raheem Mostert. He had 10 for 37. That's less than four yards of carry. He did have a touchdown, but it was not a, a banner day on the ground for the Dolphins. If you're the Dolphins, if you're McDaniel, are you trying to go through the air? Are you trying to run against the Patriots defense? What would your strategy be to beat this team? I mean, I'd go through the air. You, you lean on your strength on this one if I'm the uh, if I'm the Dolphins, just because, yeah, their offensive line is fine. Like, as we talked about earlier, the Eagles were a very good offensive line. This Dolphins offensive line, pretty mediocre. Like, the, like Isaiah Wynn was one of their starting tackles. We, You know what you're going to get coming out of that like this is not a team that has a lot of depth and ability up front and so uh, if i were the dolphins though you know you can pass the ball well my uh mike mcdaniel very good offensive play caller very good schemer knows how to set up the offense for success and they were able to pass the ball extremely well against this chargers defense and so it's not the same patriots will be ready um Will they be able to stop the passing attack in full? I don't know. But if I'm the Patriots, I'm selling out to stop the pass. You know, Bill Belichick specials stop what they are best at. It comes down to Tyree Kill. 
the Dolphins have enough talent otherwise. You know, I think it's going to be a big Jalen Waddle day. And like, if I were the Dolphins, he would be my X factor for them. I'm not going to put it on Braxton Berrios to carry the day or anything like that. So if I am the, uh, the Dolphins, I'm going to try and draw plays to hunt out matchups that are very favorable for Waddle because I think that the Patriots are going to do a lot of heavy man play against this passing attack. And uh, yeah, I, I think that the players that are really, really quick have the best ability to get open. And, uh, you know, Waddle's one of the fastest in the league. So the Patriots are going to have their hands full. No. Yeah, they are. I was very tempted to have uh, Kyle Duggar as my X factor because I feel like containing Tua in the pocket, making throw in the pocket is going to be very crucial to the way the Patriots mm-hmm. are through the offense. But in terms of like a pure kind of safety move, uh, it seems like a lot more like a Jalen Mills kind of games. So he's going to mm-hmm. be my X factor. I think he's kind of the more mobile safety, he's more the deeper safety. Uh, Jonathan Jones has done well against Tyree Kill, but I think the Patriots are not going to want to get beat deep. And if they're not going to get beat deep, Jalen Mills is going to have to be the guy. I think this is a great game to have the Jalen Mills, the Kyle Duggars, the the Jabril Peppers type, the Adrian yeah. Phillip type players, yeah. hybrid safety linebackers. They're kind of built for this type of offense. Uh, anything over the middle is going to get eaten up. Uh, but I think it's going to be a big day for the safeties. Hopefully Jalen Mills presents a couple deep balls, maybe forces Tua to make a throw and and, and ball hawks one late. So uh, maybe we can get uh, Jalen Mills to have the old uh, Deron Harmon just ending <laughs> games with fixed role. It'd be really good for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd like that. I, I think that he didn't play a lot in the first week against uh, the Eagles. I think I agree. I mean, like he's one of the only true free safeties, you know, from a capability perspective that they have, unless they want to like put Miles Bryant in that role. I don't know. Like they don't really have a true free safety. And I think that yeah. I'm leaning more on the fact that Mills has the best coverage ability and how that might translate into helping Jonathan Jones in coverage. Uh they don't have a lot of those true, true, true free safety sideline to sideline players in the back. And so, uh, yeah, Patriots are going to have to just make sure that there's nothing easy up the middle. I, the Eagle or sorry, the Dolphins are one of those teams that any single play that they have can be a huge breakout for a touchdown. They, they as I said, they have a track team. Any one of their running backs touches the ball, they could be gone. And the Patriots will have to be super, super stout. They have no mistakes. If the Patriots come out here and, you know, reduce their mistakes for them from even what they had in the week one. Like obviously they had those big mistakes on offense, but like from a defensive perspective, if they reduce some of those bigger plays that they allowed the Eagles to have, if they can do that, they're going to have a very solid time to win against this Dolphins team. If they can just replicate what their performance was. Well, let's get some prop bets then, Rich. Can they replicate their performance? Let's talk about Tua. He had 466 yards passing, uh, I would take the under on that one. Let's say, can you hold Tua <laughs> to to under 300 yards passing on Sunday? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like, and this is me thinking it out loud, uh, I think they can. I think they can. Because if I'm the Patriots, I would entice them to run the ball. This is the old Bill Belichick defending against Peyton Manning kind of a thing. You don't want to try and win a shootout because the Patriots offensive line is not currently built to win that. You want to have a long protracted drive after long protracted drive to try and wear them down and, you know, hammer them home. And I think the Patriots are kind of built for that. And where you lose that type of style is if the, the, Dolphins are scoring on three play drives. And so if I'm the Patriots, I'm selling out to stop the pass. I'm forcing Tua to hold on to it. I'm forcing him to play in a bunch of trash and a bunch of mud in the middle of the field. And uh, 
in order to do that, I would entice them to run. You know, I drop seven players and say, you know what, if you want to run the ball, so be it. We're going to have our, what you mentioned, the Adrian Phillips, the Peppers, those players at the second level who can make sure that those running backs don't break free for, you know, 15 plus yard plays. But I'd rather them turn out, you know, three, four yard plays and throw mistakes. And then I would for uh, the Patriots to be like, yeah, we're going to play balanced defense because there's too much speed in this Dolphins passing attack to say, I'm going to not give it the respect it deserves. So if that is in fact the game plan, Rich Hill, would you take the over or the under on a hundred yards rushing for the Dolphins? Ooh, uh, I'm going to take the over on that one. I, I think part of it will be planned by new England. I think that that would be something that they would want them to walk away with. Uh, but I also feel like uh, whenever the Patriots play these really, really fast players, there's always one play that's just going to be like a 30 plus yarder. Yeah. And then, you know, getting the remaining 70 is not that hard, uh, even if they're not effective or efficient during it. And I, I see that kind of being the case. I can see the Patriots still winning, but I, I still think that's the, I, I can see the Dolphins having at least one or two big breakaway plays. All right. Yes or no, the New England Patriots register their first NFL interception this week. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Right. I think they do. Yeah. I, I think when you play uh, to it, he's not like he's turning the ball over left and right, um, but he's not the most protective quarterback in the league. He puts out opportunities. That's like the give and take of when you rely on the deep ball game, there will be some that hang out there. He's really good at placement. He has really good touch, but they can hang. I would be uh, surprised if there weren't a few that the Patriots defensive backs got their hands on that were a real chance for a turnover. All right. Not really a defensive question, but I'll ask you, is this the, the week that we see the rookie kicker get tested with a pressure field goal attempt? <laughs> Uh, define pressure on this one. I, I could see them. Okay. Actually going back to the beginning of this podcast, one thing that I really liked was the Patriots scoring before the half against yeah. the Eagles. I, I feel like that was something we have not seen in a while. Was there giving a fair chance to do the, the before the sandwich of the halftime? That was a regular with Tom Brady. And it felt like over the past couple of years that if the Patriots got the ball with like anything less than three minutes before the half, they would just ask Mac Jones to kneel it out. And it was one of the most <laughs> frustrating things yeah. in the entire world. And so to see them go for it, I feel like is very indicative and reflective of the coaching staff having more faith in that offense. And so, uh, Will the Patriots put Ryland in a place to actually kick a field goal? I would expect him to have at least one field goal attempt this game. Will it be a pressure one? I could see him getting one of those attempts before the half. That's where that's coming in. I don't know if this is a game that's going to come down to the wire, but I can see Ryland having an opportunity early on to put points on the the board in a timeline that could be pretty uh, sensitive. I think a, a, a long kick before half is the perfect like first pressure situation to have as a rookie yep. kicker. Not the biggest deal if you miss it, but a great way to build momentum going into halftime. I yep. do not want him out there 56-yarder down 17-18 to 18 for, the, for the win, but uh, I'd like to see him getting something because I don't think it'll be a shootout either. I think it's going to be uh, over one way or another well before the two-minute warning, unfortunately, uh, yep. which leads us to our predictions, Rich Hill. Extra point or two-point conversion, let's see, last week. Well, I had the Patriots winning 24-21. I almost had the score exactly right, so I got that going for me. But you had the Eagles winning 27-17, so you get the hammer. You are up first. Patriots are hosting the Dolphins. Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth flapping his gums again. 
Who you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm taking the Patriots on Ooh, this one. I, right. I I believe in this Patriots team. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any measure, but I, I also feel like uh, the Patriots have the pieces. I, I feel uh, like I might be overconfident, but I feel like I saw enough out of that opening week, injuries notwithstanding to the offensive line, that I have faith in this team. I'm already way more on board with this team than I was at any point last year. Uh, and, uh, you know, at any point in Mac Jones's rookie year too, you know, there's that winning streak, but it was one where it's like, it never felt right. It never felt like they were fully committed to winning. It was like more of like a, they were winning by chance. Uh, and it never felt like they trusted Mac Jones. I feel like we are at the point where they are both trusting in Mac Jones, that there are the players around that can make the plays offensive line notwithstanding and they still have one of the best defenses in the entire league special teams is not making mistakes we are not obviously at the tom brady era football that would be wild but i think we are seeing a turn towards or a very very early turn towards the patriots being good again and this is going to be a hard challenge against the Dolphins. It's not going to be a cakewalk. I think that the Dolphins will have like one big fluke score just due to a breakdown in communication because that happens. But I think that otherwise the Patriots are going to do a very good job of uh, frustrating this Dolphins offense and not giving up anything easy. I think we also have to remember that uh, the close of the season last year for the Dolphins uh they weren't super wildly productive. They, they are a streaky team. And I think that the Patriots and Bill Belichick are good against those types of teams. And so I, I think that the Patriots are going to come out and win this one, something like 27 to 17. Exact same score again. All right. Just the dip, uh, flipping, uh, flipping the winners. Patriots yep. 27, Dolphins 17. All right. That means I'm up. I feel like I should pick the Dolphins in this one. I feel like they are one of those teams going to come out of the gate. They say, I think they did it last year too. They came out of the gate gangbusters. Then Tua got hurt and then kind of just fell off. I can see them following the exact same script this year. Scoring 36 points on the road is a really good confidence booster. It's going to be 75 and calm and beautiful on, in Foxborough on Sunday night. It's not going to be some kind of cold weather game. Uh, I probably should pick the Dolphins to make it easy when we come back on our next podcast, but I got to go with the Patriots. I think this game is too important for the Patriots not to win. I think, again, you don't want to fall 0-2 in the in the, the league. You don't want to fall 0-1 in the division. You don't want to fall the dead last in the division early on. I don't know what the stat is on teams that start 0-2 to make the playoffs, but I'm sure it's not great. Season's not over if the Patriots lose this one, but you don't want to be 0-2 with 0-1 with a road a home loss against the Dolphins. Patriots kind of have to win this one, and I don't know how well that will be emphasized, but when they have to win it and they have the confidence that will hopefully go through from the Eagles game, I think they do take this one. The, the offense plays really well. Defense gets some key turnovers, and the Patriots win this one 24 to 16. Oof, undercutting me on that one. But I, I mean, I, I think that the Patriots have the ingredients. I, I mean, I, I want to just like walk through these are games that did have Tua under center, you know, coming out of their bye week of sorts, like against good teams. But they had 17 points. Uh, you know, obviously, first game out was against the Texans, but we don't need to talk about that game because Texans were terrible. 17 points against the 49ers, 17 points against the Chargers, 29 points against the Bills, 20 against the Packers, 21 against the Patriots, 11 against the Jets. They ended the season limping. 
And I see the Patriots being able to emulate some of that environment for the Dolphins here. Dolphins started out hot. Uh, you know, they put up 42 points against the Ravens in week two last year. Uh, I feel like the Patriots are going to be able to tap into their history. Bill Belichick's the best defensive coach in football history. They're going to be okay. It will come down to can Mac Jones build off of what you said. Those last three quarters, any of those first quarter plays, scrap them. Never want to see him again. But if the Mac Jones and the offense of the final three quarters with a sprinkle of Cole Strange and Michael Inwenu and Devontae Parker come back, this Patriots team is looking really good. No, no, it's true. And I think, you know, I think we'll have a very good sense of what kind of team this is by Monday morning. If they can bounce back from a very tough loss and, and get a good win, get some momentum, uh, they've got very winnable games after this one, I think, even though the Cowboys looked great beating the crap out of the Giants last Sunday. But I, I think that there's there's a lot of winnable games on the slate, and they could very easily leave September 3-1 and one if they can take care of business on Sunday night against the Dolphins. Yeah, totally. And so we'll have more breaking down Patriots-Dolphins uh, next week. Rooting for the Patriots hard here. Uh, I feel like they have the ability to pull it off. Uh, will they pull it all together? That's been the question of the past four years. So uh, I don't know, Alec, if you have any final thoughts on this week of football. That should do it for me, man. All right. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, man. See ya. Later.